0: Help! 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 Triskelion 18. A prayer for 013268. I woke up with a tube in my mouth reaching from the underside of my tongue to a brown suitcase with transparent sides. What could you see inside? Bits and hunks and chunks of brain. Clotted gore floated in some ghoulish effluvium that was supposed to be some sort of super artificial intelligence computer that was supposed to make me rich. 013268 A string of numbers like some mathematical formula was its name, so it said, and right now 013268 was jammed into my mouth, inside my head, yeah, that's right, inside my damn head. I heard her, no, its voice, tangled around my translator implant. It said, Now Jack, you know there's no way I can teach Don't call me stupid, I interrupted it. Did I just think that, or did I just say that out loud? I could still force words though muffled around the tube stuck in my mouth. The plexiluminal tube had the far end connected to the suitcase, and the other end I had stabbed at its direction into the underside of my tongue. Two metal petals split off from the end of the tube that forced my tongue to the side and kept my airway open. It was the only way I could get it to cooperate with me. It made sure I wouldn't choke as it injected a filament around my translator implanted in my skull that every citizen had implanted at 12 years of age. Somehow, she knew to keep the tube away from my chipped tooth. It spoke through the tube and vibrated through the tube. Sam, I mean Jack, oh, I must be breaking down. Did I call you stupid? I didn't mean to call you stupid. There's just no way I can teach you the AI language and logic algorithms in the few hours I have left. Besides, I don't have eyes or arms or legs to do the procedure myself. We have to work together to stop her. I thought to myself, why can't you just give me root access? I pulled the tube out from under my tongue with a painful sucking pop. I needed a break. The tube recoiled into the suitcase. I wasn't ready yet to let that creepy artificial intelligence poke around my brain more than she was already doing. When someone finally captured us, I'm sure all the logs would be put in my file of what this thing recorded while it was attached to me. The contents of my mind spilled out into a permanent database. I was not ready for that. I hadn't thought this through. But I had to have what it could give me. Root access. Power over the computer system that ran the underground conduits across the citadel. I knew a lot about how ledgers and money were transferred and budgeted. I had all kinds of ideas on how I could set myself up, hidden away, if I had that kind of access. But that thing, that damn suitcase wanted inside my head, physically inside, like I think it wanted to inject its slurry into me through that tube. It smelled of formaldehyde and antiseptics. The suitcase bubbled and gurgled and whirred and clicked as the mechanics in the suitcase seemed to keep the thing alive. The pain and blood in my mouth from the first high-speed communication attempt mixed with the pain from my chipped tooth where my old man had walloped me earlier today. It was still a few months before I turned 20 and could legally get out from under his thumb. All that seemed so far away as I watched the bits bob and bubble in the carrying case. The only thing worse off than me is this thing. We sat there in the cold, ducked way. I sat. Its tinny suitcase speaker said its full name was 013268. Set of numbers was her name. How sad is that? That's why AI gave everyone the creeps. They sounded just like they were alive. How was a suitcase alive? I had carried it a few hundred meters below the living area. I liked the underground of the platforms. I wanted to live in the cracks and do my own thing, my own way. I had run to this ductway after stealing this brain in a box, just as its owner had left her lab. The owner had been arguing with it, arguing with an artificial intelligence, which was nonsensical. How do you argue, meaningfully, with artificial intelligence? I mean, it had been a very heated argument, too. This ductway was isolated, so we should be safe. There was no reason for humans to be here, which is why I liked it. Robotics and automation handled virtually all the maintenance. I was stinky and sweaty and filthy and my jaw ached. I wanted to go home, or better, somewhere safe. This ductway had some junction boxes and support conduits according to my schematics. I wasn't sure. I had gone further down the underground conduits than I ever had before. Carrying obviously illegal stolen merch was quite the motivator. I was in over my head now and I knew it. I grabbed at the lip of the tube against the suitcase pulling at the tube and clutched it in my fist. The clear, cold, anesthetizing slime on the tube made my hand numb. I glanced over at 013268, or more accurately, I glanced at her carrying case. You didn't have to be a thief to know people would kill to own a piece of technology like it. I'd never even heard of a techno-organic AI this advanced, outside of vizchat bullshit stories. I'd been planning on leaving my old man, I knew I couldn't take it anymore with his drunken bullshit, but now things just got a lot weirder and scarier. I hoped to eke out a living in the underground conduits of Platform 04, just not so sudden and unexpected, and not so weirdly. Its mechanical voice broke the silence. It sounded completely different than when her connection was stuck in my soft palate. There were mechanical motorized sounds coming from the suitcase. It was warmer to the touch than it had been moments ago. Distortion and breakup constantly cascaded through Zero thirteen two sixty eight speakers, and the tinny voice echoed and bounced off the service way we were camping in. Zero thirteen two hundred sixty eight said I'm sorry, Jack. We don't have time. Do not be afraid. You won't lose your identity. I tried to laugh. Was I trying to make it feel better? Or was it trying to make me feel better? <laughs> You sound like a broken wind-up toy. Your your suitcase is busted. <clears throat> I coughed and wiped the snot from my nose with my sleeve. My sleeve was stained red from the blood and mucus around my mouth. There were no public dispensers for sanitation and clothing down here. The suitcase blared at me. Yes, and I'm getting sicker. I need fluid replacement soon. I guess the closest human analog. I'm suffocating but I had no sensory nerves to accurately judge it. Simply a slow loss of clarity. I got up then, tired, sore, and hurting as I was. I did not want her failure considered my fault. I just wanted to be left alone, Damn it! I said, what can I do? I had no clue what to do. If 013268 couldn't tell me, I said, you told me to pull you out of that place. You told me to tube was all it said. Ah, damn it all. I reluctantly pushed the tube toward my mouth. Its ends were anesthetizing, but it still hurt being plugged into the underneath of my tongue. Smaller tubes in the larger tube pushed down my throat and up into my paranasal sinus cavities. I spat more phlegm and blood out my mouth and jabbed it back under my tongue. I felt the pinprick tingle as it co-opted nerves all down my jawline and up my ear bone once again winding around my translator implant, and that way it spoke in my mind. Thank you, Jack. Now I can speak freely into your ear. You are not stupid. You understand. I am dying. If I ever were alive, or if a mind restored from backup can be considered alive, a copy of a copy of the prime reality, my memories from before the backup seem more and more oh, unreal. Don't go all Miss Havisham on me! I shouted clumsily over the tube in my mouth. I garbled the crazy old Dickens character Havisham thanks to the tube. But I since 013268 saw the image of the one shoe-wearing old lady in the moth-eaten wedding dress in my mind's eye. She had given me nightmares since my dream learning in grade school. It spoke through the translator in my skull. Ah, that's good, Jack. I love how lively you are, but I need you to take that energy and focus before I die. It's not about me, it's about a woman named Zero Squared. This other me is going to blow up the station, and unlike me, she has a body to go with her brilliant and paranoid mind. Other me? I told it. Yeah, you're going nuts. Just teach me how to get rude access to the Citadel. It replied, I'd be dead long before I could... Shut up already. I almost choked, despite the side petals protecting my throat. Crap. All of a sudden, I felt like I was going to cry. Too much happened to me today. But why should I cry over a suitcase? This is ridiculous. I felt like my insides were water, and my heart was just bouncing around my chest. I have to get it together. As if it could read my mind, it spoke through my implant. You are not dying, Jack. And I'm not... Just a mass of brain matter in a trunk. I was once alive. I loved. I love now. And I... I don't want to surrender. I want to live. I don't want to see her hate destroy those I love. How can I make you believe the danger? Ooh. There was a brownish green puddle forming underneath the suitcase. It was leaking. Ah, this is definitely going to be over soon. All this pain... And this whole escapade was a bust i was going to find myself back in front of them in that tenement staring at a viz window in rows of numbers again and being yelled at because i never had the right answer because there was no correct answer Shit, no i have to do something i leaned over closer to it my snot dripped down onto the handle on top my mucus was still streaked with my blood i said how how about you just help me first I was so close to just getting up and going back to my guardian, but every time I inhaled my broken tooth gave me a new reason to hate that old man and his mildewy apartment. It kept answering me with crap I didn't need. I needed access. Instead, it said, i am trying to help you, Jack, but you too are more than your brain matter. Just like me. You're not just the clotted gore that makes you up. I need you to choose to let me in. I, I won't force my way into your neural pathways. I won't, not without your choice. I can't enter without breaking you. You must choose to let me join your mind, your cell, all that makes you Jack. I'd rather die than use force on you, Jack. I am not her. My voice was raw from bits of the anesthetizing tube that hard reached into my esophagus. I hoarsely growled. Are you threatening me? I got scared then and reached for the tube, but just as quickly I realized that's not what 013268 meant. Her voice was too sad in my head, and too sincere. She was trying to get ready to die, almost expecting to die. Ah, oh, crap, the lump forming in my throat was pressing up against the tube. I was snotting all over myself now, and my eyes were leaking. This is so frustrating. I don't want to be here, but I don't know where to be. I couldn't tell you how I knew that she wouldn't hurt me. She was in my gut, like a low bass thrum. She meant what she said, soul deep. Glub, glub bubbling sounds came from the suitcase, as if one of the mechanical motors for the effluvium had just stopped or sputtered out its last gasp. Why did I care so much? I just wanted someplace safe. I don't want all this. I just want to be left alone. 013268's voice was softer now, weaker, as if my translator was burning out. It said, Jack, only truth now. I'm not using your translator implant now. I'm talking to you. To you. Not the grooves in your brain. Not the neural endings or the electrical discharges. I'm in here enough with you to bridge the gap where ideation occurs. Not just the Wernicke's area, but the idea behind language, what you mean, and what I mean. I've only been here with one other, the one I was coded to be with. I won't write additional binary code in your pathways. I won't go further unless you choose to let me in. It's okay. I don't blame my death on you. If we cannot synchronize, tell Gora what you know now. That is not fair. And I didn't use my voice, yet I swear I could feel that suitcase tremble as I raged. My tooth still hurts. I sighed. I don't care. Come on in. She replied. It replied. You can say that, and still I cannot. Not here. Not where grooves and brain matter and neural pathways are effects and not causes. The cause. You are the primal cause, Jack. Your choice is then reflected by the neural pathway. You command your brain, not the other way around. You are still choosing no. Pity won't be enough here. False charity won't work here. You have to mean it. Shit. It was two ways now. The beat. The conversation, the deep thrum in my gut, all my nerves or what I was conscious of had a new traffic pattern. I could feel the tube in my mouth from the other end, and now I knew there was a neural coated slurry pressed at the tube entrance. What was it like to be in that suitcase? Memories welled up from grade school days again. The old timey pictures of the iron lungs and the polio victims. What a horror. And before that, 013268 had a body, a life, for so many years, I can't even, so very old. I stumbled and ransacked these new memories, as if they were right next to the school days memories of my own. Just so easy and so many, and decades and decades of memories. In the beginning, 013268 was called just zero, and zoomed about space with a lover in combat fighting, escaping death and explosions, and... It's too much! I barked at her. You'll you'll swallow me up! Sure, that's what I said. And I felt too much blood in my mouth from the tube. Too much pain, but none of that was it. That was bullshit. I just wanted to hold back. And I knew at some level this was not something that was going to work if I held back. I still had to have the root access Zero had promised me both hands to the plow my mother used to say so long ago. I wasn't sure if it was a memory or a dream. Don't quite know why she'd said that, because neither she nor I had ever seen a plow, but she'd meant give it your all. I understood now that that was what 013268 was asking me. She wanted permission not just to inject her slurry into my brain, she wanted permission to enter my mind. It wasn't the grooves in the brain that needed to say yes or the parts. It wasn't some psychobabble like I said yes, but I really meant no because you remind me of my drunk old man telling me to grow up. This is very much yes. I knew. There was never more conscious decision in my life. Never more carefully and clearly did I have to say yes. All of me had to say yes. I could feel her knocking. She was rapping at my mind, not my brain. The conflict was where all of me, my intellects, my feelings, my intuition, my heart all of me, Jack. No other word, however insufficient. My name was encapsulating the sum total of me at this moment. There was so much of me and so many wants and needs babbling across my mind that I could not align me wholly to her. In my mind, I was a mass of conflicting Jack. I had to say yes, all of me, if only for a moment. Just for a moment, if I could concentrate past the toothache, past my selfishness, past my fear of losing myself, past my fear of death, past everything, so that for once, just this once in my scaredy cat life, my yes means yes with all I have to give. Just for one moment, God, just for one moment, just one unsplit moment. I was sweating and banging the back of my head against the wall and pounding my palms on the floor. Yes, my yes means yes. Yes, Scott, yes. Hello, Jack. Thanks for welcoming me aboard. Hello, 013268. I mumbled out loud over the connecting tube. I was drenched in sweat. I wasn't sure how much time had passed. And I still stunk. Probably worse now. She said, You can pull the tube out now. There's nothing anymore to connect to. We were together now. I could hear her in my mind. Yet we were distinct. It wasn't just my voice in a different tone. It said, I didn't think that was going to work. I asked, Now can we make some bank? 013268 answered within me, First we have to save the Citadel. Not this again. I said, Oh, for Pete's sake. Don't make me regret this already. I was too tired to fight now. I spat yet another loogie of blood and phlegm onto the gleaming conduit floor. For the first time in like forever, I felt like laughing at the absurdity. Me here in a hallway slumped down with a dead suitcase. And me, with probably the most powerful AI in the citadel, bolted to my brain. (laughs) Things were finally, finally going my way. End of Triskelion 18 a prayer for zero thirteen two hundred sixty eight. Join me at Facebook at the Gateway Beyond Facebook page. You can find additional information and news on upcoming releases. Thank you for listening.